Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, welcome into another live edition of the Patriots Beat Podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. I am Mike Kadlik, joined by 98.5 The Sports Hub to Alex Barth. Uh, it's been since Monday, but it's already been decently busy, I'd say, in Patriots world, among the NFL world. It's uh, it's not that slow of an offseason just yet. Uh, so we're going to get to some Patriots news here, um, and then we'll open it up, as we usually do in the offseason, to some Q&A. So, uh Stick around, we'll get to some news, and then we'll uh, we'll open it up for questions. I wanted to say that this show is presented by Rocket Money. Uh, so go to rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat and cancel all those unnecessary subscriptions right now. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat to cancel your unnecessary subscriptions. All right, so Alex, uh, off the top with some news. Ian Rappaport today reported that uh, defensive line coach Demarcus Covington uh, had interviewed for the Chargers defensive coordinator position. Covington also uh, interviewed for the Cardinals spot, uh, same position, defensive coordinator, uh, last week. Covington coached, he was the defensive coordinator at the Senior Bowl. Covington was named a young coach to watch, according to Tom Pelissero earlier this offseason. So there is definitely some uh, momentum behind his behind his uh, tracks for sure. So what do you think of Covington uh, still still interviewing this sort of late in the coaching carousel? Yeah, I mean, it's a late carousel this year between yeah. uh, teams hiring multiple Super Bowl coaches to teams just taking their sweet-ass time. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think what we're seeing here is and, – and he that Chargers job, I think, is reportedly going to go to the in-house candidate, mm-hmm. but they because of NFL rules, they have to interview out external candidates as well. But it's very clear teams think highly of Covington, and if it's not this offseason, there's still a – couple of jobs available if it's not this off season then next off season i think he's a guy they could potentially lose so i've talked about the pipeline a lot i've mostly talked about it on offense but it applies on defense as well how for 20 years they did such a good job just having the next guy ready to go and just kind of being on top of that coaching turnover it's going to be interesting to see who the assistant defensive line coach is this year because yeah. that may be somebody who's going to step into a bigger role next year and yeah, i don't know I- why my camera is so washed out between mike's uh, microphone in my yeah, camera seriously. nothing works so yeah we got hashtag get mike a new mic going on twitter the other day uh as soon as i announced this show someone responded and said do you have a new mic yet unfortunately i don't it looks like so far it's in better shape than alex's camera but we'll uh we'll see what's going on you, you look great alex you're, you're fine Thank you. uh, <laughs> um so yeah covington gets another interview um curious how that sort of will reshape the uh the, the defensive side of the ball as far as coaches go you know with mayo being there as we don't really know yet. Maybe assistant head coach type role. But they also said, you know, Karen reported too that there might not be a change in title. Steve Belichick's still there. Will they be co-linebackers co- coaches again? Uh, definitely interesting that Covington is still being asked to interview. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I-, I agree with you, though. I don't think anything's going to happen this cycle. But he'll definitely be a prime candidate next cycle. So we'll sort of see where they assign some guys this year. And that might determine where they go next year if they ultimately lose Covington. But right. uh, so that happened today. Um, what happened earlier this week, but it was reported today. The other uh, big NFL news today was the Titans made a lot of a lot of cuts. Uh, tackle Taylor Lewan, wide receiver Robert Woods, and kicker Randy Bullock were all cut from Tennessee today. And uh, linebacker Zach Cunningham. Yes, that's right. I meant to add that. Cunningham as well was cut. So uh, they saved – they were in $25 million uh, of cap deficit, if you will. They were 25 over the cap, and now they are under – now they're about – after Cunningham, I'm not sure what his hit was, but before that, they were around $5 million under the cap. So they saved a lot of space, but they also cut a decent amount of talent. And my eyes immediately went to Taylor Lewan, who, yes, he's 31, and yes, he suffered an injury last year. He's only played, I think, 20 games over the last three seasons, but – when he's healthy, Lawan's a pretty good offensive tackle, and I don't think he's going to command a ton of money. He also mentioned on his podcast that he might end up retiring. He doesn't know yet. He's going to weigh his options, but 
that's where my mind immediately went Patriots wise is maybe they bring in a guy like Taylor Wan and give him a shot. What do you think? I I'd love it if he's healthy, but yeah, Mike's just uh, Mike's just hyping hyping Taylor Wan up because he wants those busting with the boys retweets. Um, yeah, that's fair. Like, I mean, I guess I wouldn't hate it. I I just wonder, you know, he's thirty two. He's coming off a torn ACL. I, there's a risk there. There's not a ton of upside there. It's not like they're pressed for cash where it's like, well, you know, you take the risk, but you save some money. They don't need to operate that way. I'd rather see them take a more long-term approach at the tackle position, both in free agency and the draft. you got a bunch of good tackles that are under 30, like well under 30. I'd still look there. Cunningham is the one that interests me because they seemed very interested in him when he came out the draft in 2017. Belichick was working him uh, one-on-one at his pro day. They had a pre-draft meeting with him, and they didn't have a first-round pick that year. They traded it for Brandon Cooks, and then he went, I forget, it was 54th or 56th, and the Patriots were drafting 64th. They just won the Super Bowl. So they didn't really have a chance to get him. And even when he got cut by the Texans, he was claimed on waivers by the Titans. So the Patriots didn't – we don't know if they had a waiver claim in or not, but they may not have had a shot to get him there either. Now he's a free agent. This might be like the first real chance they have to get him Mm-hmm. Inside linebackers, a sneaky need. I think him next to Bentley, that would be a really good pairing. It gives you a lot. Those two combined can do just about everything you're going to need done at that position, short of coverage, but they have enough safeties to handle that. It would allow Jelani Tavaya to play more on the edge where he was better last year. Mac Wilson, Raekwon McMillan, both free agents. And he doesn't count against the, the comp pick formula. He's a free agent now. They don't need to wait until March. Now, yep. they probably will as most teams do, it's very rare for agents like guys who get cut in our, it's called a street free agent. It's very rare street free agents, even though they can sign, do sign before the start of free agency, just because teams kind of want to see what the market's going to look like. Right. But uh, he is somebody I could see the Patriots being in on. He's had a very good career to this point, had a little hiccup in 2021, uh, breaking some team rules that had to do with COVID that's not an issue anymore right so i yeah i that's a guy i would i could see them being in on and i would hope they'd be in on what about robert woods wide receiver uh he no. has woods has been okay in his career he was solid with the Rams to start and then cup came along woods got hurt he was kind of middling i guess is the right word for it he went to uh he went to tennessee this year i believe he was i can't remember if it was a trade or free agency but he was their de facto number one wide receiver, but didn't have a great year. But cap, cap casualty for Tennessee. So uh, you, you say no? You don't think? I mean, no. It, he's in my he's, opinion, it's better than nothing, right? I mean, if they're gonna no, try nothing's and stick better. With, nothing's better because you're gonna have to pay him. You're not getting him on a prove it deal. He had a decent year last year. He had 57 catches for 520 something yards. That's well, just if you gotta pay out of pocket for him. Then no, he's better than Nelson Aguilar. Right, but it's the same thing where, like, he's where does he fit on the depth chart? For what where you're going to have to pay him, for yeah. what you're going to have to pay him, he's just going to he's going to take snaps away from Kendrick Bourne. He's going to take snaps away from Devontae Parker. He's going to take snaps away from Tyquan Thornton. He's not a uh, number one. Like, I've said this before, right. and I'm going to say it a lot this offseason. Unless the guy comes in and is the immediate, unquestioned top receiver on the depth chart. I am not interested in any other veteran wide receivers, just those guys. Robert Woods isn't number one here. He's not number two here. He might not be number three here, depending on what ta- how Taekwon's development goes. Right. At the same time, he's actually going to command some money because he had a decent year last year. No, that's a guy that that's a guy for a team that like has their number one, but is short on the depth and needs secondary options. Like honestly, for me. A, a place I think he would fit really well is if Cincinnati does have to trade T Higgins, that's the yeah. guy you go and get to play next to Jamar chase. That's not the guy like, yeah, fit yeah, well with I, him and Boyd there too. Yeah. I just, I, I still think he might have in terms of woods might have a little left in the tank. I, mm-hmm. I the, the Patriots don't need him. There, there's no, there's no role I, for him here. I just don't know. And I, I'm not saying they should necessarily, necessarily go after Woods, but I don't know how much money he's actually going to command. I mean, I'm looking at his, I know stats are stats, right? But he went from 1,200 to 1,100 to 900 yards. And then he played nine games in 21 before tearing his ACL. 
had 556 yards, and then he played all 17 last year, and he only had 527. So he his production went way down since he was playing in L.A. So, so I don't think he's going to command a ton of money. So if they if he's going to be a cheaper option, like you're not going to have to break the bank for Robert Woods. But but they money and they have depth. they don't need cheaper options. I would also say he put up 527 yards in one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Yeah, that's true. You got to factor that in too. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at some comps from last year. Mm-hmm. He'll get more than Julio. Julio got six million at the age of 33. Mm-hmm. Um, there really are no like 30 year old. Jakeem Grant got 10 million at 30 that's years ridiculous. old. Yeah, but that's that kind of feels like an outlier now. Well, that's the who market. Gave Grant him. Ten, who gave Jakeem Grant ten million? Um, that would be the Cleveland the Bears. Bears, the Browns. Jeez. From the Bears okay. to the Browns. I'll say this too: if we just want to talk about, you know, and he's a little bit younger, but this might be a ballpark. And actually, let me pull up the numbers he had in twenty twenty one because I actually think this is probably the comp. In twenty twenty one, he caught thirty eight passes for 410 yards and got a three year, $46.5 million contract. And that's Allen Robinson. I don't think he's getting Allen Robinson money. No, but if Jakeem Grant's getting 10 and Allen Robinson, I should use the AAV because there's a three year deal and Allen Robinson's getting 15. Mm -hmm. You're probably looking at like 12 or 13. I would think for Robert Woods one year, 12 million. Right. So I just, yeah. I'm, I'm out. Like if it's That's like fair. 5 million, fine. If you can sign him to the Kenny Britt, uh, Eric Decker yeah. contract and bring him in for camp, fine, whatever. Yeah. He's going to get more than that. Actually, let's see, um, before we move on here, let's see what spot track has, estimates him at. Um, that's the thing. It's tough to say at this point, cause it's so early in the process. <laughs> All it takes is one contract yeah. to, uh, offset things. They don't have a, uh, let's see. They don't have a guess evaluation form. But his AAV scheduled for the year was going to be sixteen. Um, yeah, well, that cap, that was that definitely is what made him a cut candidate. I mean, they, oh not, yeah, for sure. Over right. the cap does valuations as well. Uh, uh-huh. Where's their valuation for him? Let's see here. Um, do they not have an evaluation for him either? I just, I I kind of understand what you said. What you're saying about like. You know, he's just the Nelson Aguilar role, but I would still much rather Robert Woods than Nelson Aguilar um, for cheaper than what Aguilar costed them. But I, I, I'm also so with have, you that – Over the cap has Woods one year, $12 million. And that's, that's the Aguilar deal cut in half. But, but here's the thing. Okay, so you'd rather have Robert Woods over Nelson Aguilar. Like what it, – it, it, what is that? Yeah, like, I know because what? I still want them because I still want them to go to go bigger in this category. Here's so. the thing: you're, you're still going to have Bourne, you're still going to have Parker, still going to have Thornton. Got to add a number one. Yeah, that's four. That's so right. unless you're burying one of those guys, which can we not do that again? No, I know. That's, just, that's a- you're signing a guy just to sign him, and that's when you get in trouble. That's how you right. end up with both John New Smith and Hunter Henry on massive contracts. Mm-hmm. If you sign a guy, especially that kind of money, you need to have a plan in place for him. And I don't, I don't see what unless they're going to move Parker. Mm-hmm. I don't see what the plan is for Woods in New England. I don't see it. I'm with you. So let's move on to the kicker, Randy Bullock. Yeah, He's actually a pretty Fat good kicker. Randy baby. Fat Randy, he's a pretty good kicker. Uh, we also have a pretty good kicker here in Nick Folk, uh, so I don't see them kicking the tires on Randy Bullock unless for some reason Folk – I don't know. I don't see it, but I figured Look, I'd, I'd throw it out there because they're yeah. sort of in the kicker conversation. No, that, that's that's what we do on this show. Um, yeah. If Folk's for some reason retires, right. I don't hate that's bringing Bullock thinking. in, but I don't hate the idea of bringing in another kicker to compete with Folk, but I think it's got to be like a rookie or somebody young. Yeah. You want to bring in somebody who you hope you can hand the position to for five years, 10 years, right? So I, um, Bullock's Tristan Viscaino, too. He just re signed with the Cowboys. He just re signed with the Cowboys. No, I'm so thinking draft. Of... Like, no, Bullock, I know, but yeah. Bullock's 33. How long is he going to be your kicker for, realistically? Like, at that point, you just ride with Nick Folk. So, yeah. I, yeah, I'm good on Randy Bullock. Again, I like, he's somebody I still think belongs in the league and he'll land somewhere and he'll yeah, be he'll somebody's next kicker next year. I just it doesn't make he doesn't make a ton of sense for the Patriots. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, 
The bigger news of the day, I suppose, uh, there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of talk radio talk about our friend, our quarterback, Mac Jones. Um, Tom Curran from NBC Sports Boston sort of put the trade rumors to bed today. Uh, he was on the Rich Eisen show, and Eisen asked him if the Patriots were in the 2023 quarterback carousel, and Curran was quoted saying, absolutely positively no. Um, basically said, now this is unquoted, but summarized, uh, prob- we'll see about 2024, but over Robert Kraft's dead body, will the Patriots get rid of Mac Jones this season? Uh, Kraft was adamant about Mac Jones and his confidence in him when he was uh, doing a sort of interview, uh, a media scrum, if you want to call it, um, over Super Bowl week. Uh, I know that Kraft has been involved in this uh, sort of reset uh, with the coaches. He's had his hands in it. And according to Karin, Kraft is not going to let that happen this year. So we can put those rumors to bed, it seems. Mac Jones is going to be the quarterback in 2023. Yeah, uh, that doesn't that sound a lot like what somebody on this show was saying like two weeks ago, almost like no. verbatim that they're not going to put Kraft out there to oh, right. raise yeah. Mac Jones to the chance they trade him. And maybe we right. discuss it again next year, but it's a year too early. Mm-hmm. I wonder who said that. Of yeah, course, they're not. Of course, they're <laughs> not going to trade Mac Jones. It is a year too early. That's not how any of this works. I know people are so disillusioned by 20 years with Tom Brady, and I get it, but there is a way quarterback development works. Now, granted, it's not supposed to include having a defensive coordinator call the plays in year two, <laughs> but Mac Jones, I know some people think he has. Mac Jones has not given them a real reason to quit on him yet. If you want to see a right. real reason to quit on a quarterback early, look down in New York. Yeah. He has not given them a real reason to quit on him. He has not given them a real reason to trust him long-term either. This is the make or break year. Unfortunately, 2022 was a waste. Mm-hmm. We have one good year, one bad year. So this is the year to decide it. So no, I don't think that, it, it, and what I, you know, quarterback carousel can mean a couple of different things. How I interpreted that was there's, they're not going to bring in a big name veteran quarterback. So that's Derek Carr. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Rogers. Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson were ever in play. So that mm-hmm. probably makes the decision a little easier. Um, I, and I don't think that they're going to draft a quarterback high. Now I don't think that they're realistically going to have a chance to draft a quarterback high without a major reach. I think Richardson, well, Young and Strad, we know are going to be off the board. Mm-hmm. Richardson, I think is going to be off the board by 14. Will Levis simply isn't good. I hope they don't draft, but him. he's going to get drafted somewhere. He might 14. still be on the board. Well, if there's any justice, <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be on the board at 14 and 46, but he's, he's not going to be some teams going to screw yeah. that up and it's going to yeah. be the Colts. Um, and then even Hendon hooker. The thing with Hendon hooker is if he's not healthy, taking him at 46 is too high. If he is healthy, yeah. he's going to be gone. Well, be well before 46. So can they still take a guy on day three? Can they still draft uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson or Jaron Hall or Max Duggan? Yeah, I wouldn't consider that the quarterback carousel. But they're, if anybody's pushing Mac this year, it's Bailey Zappi. They're not bringing yeah. in anybody else who's seriously going to compete for that job. No, I know. The other thing I wanted to sort of talk about with this is I think – I don't know who was saying. It might have been Zoe and – they sort of it sort of turned into a story that Max not in the building yet and not working with Bill O'Brien yet, um, which Greg Bedard wrote about today on Boston Sports Journal that that can't even happen yet. So that sort of spiraled out of control into nothing. I don't think Zoe was meaning to to make it turn into anything, but naturally it did, and people started saying that you know Max not working and he should be with Bill O'Brien and he's not yet. But Mac has been training and he's been training locally. Uh, he's not, you know, this, his Nick Shimanick, uh, the guy who he's been training with has been coming out here to Boston to train with Max. So Max here, I don't know. He hasn't posted on who he's trained with. Right. But I'm sure he's working with receivers or is trying to, you know, continue to throw the football. So like Mac works hard and Max stays local and Mac wants to be the quarterback of the Patriots. Um, and you can just tell by, you know, the way, the way he acts and the way he's, uh, He's tra- like he's training local. He's not just kind of kicking kicking it to the curb like it was uh like it was sort of like it was sort of spun into the last few days. Right. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Yeah, so the saying try it free for 30 days gives you just enough time to try a subscription or service and then completely forget about it. 
before you know what's happening, you're paying for a subscription you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with just a few quick taps. Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on their subscriptions, when really that number is closer to 200 or more. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. The app quickly and easily identifies all of the subscriptions for you and helps you decide on the ones you don't want anymore. Simply find those ones you don't want, press cancel, and Rocket Money will do it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emails back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling it super easy with just the click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person over $720 a year. A quick story, I'm sure you all know, anyone who follows me on Twitter, my second favorite sport behind the NFL is college basketball. I watch just about every single conference, so having an account on ESPN Plus is really a blessing for me. It's the best subscription I have, and I use it regularly. A problem, however, well, for the longest time, I had Hulu, Spotify, Disney Plus, and countless others. I was paying for them, and I had no idea about it, so you forget about it, and it drained my bank account. Not anymore, though, because I use Rocket Money. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unnecessary subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat. That's rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat, rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat. At the end of the day, he's not going to get traded. He's going to be the guy here. And I think that's a good thing. All right, let's open up the floor. Unless you had anything else on Mac, I kind of ended that abruptly. But No, that's fair. Um, I got a couple I want to get to real quick. First off, when's our next mock draft? Honestly, so I was thinking about this probably the week after the combine, one of those days. Uh, That's... Mm -hmm. You know, that'll be a good time to reset it. We'll have a lot of new information. Yeah, totally. And at that point, we'll probably be off and running because then free agency is going to be right after that. So, right. A little bit of housekeeping there. Uh, this is a good question. Does a third and a future third or fourth get the Jerry Judy deal done? Feels possible to keep our top two picks based off his rumored value. That might be an overpay. The There was a report at the trade deadline that the Broncos were looking for a second and fifth for Jerry Judy. I might okay. rather do the second and fifth yeah. than two thirds. Uh, honestly, I think I rather, I, I, I think I would rather do it that way. So I, I, I mean, I'll leave that. I think a third and a third would certainly get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, third and a fourth certainly would get it done, but I don't know what I'll, I'll, you know, in the chat weigh in, would you rather, and Mike, obviously you too, would you rather yeah. go up a second and a fifth or a third and a third? Is it a second and a fifth this year versus a third this year and a third next year? Yeah, we'll call it that. Sure. I'd probably rather spread it out. Okay. I, always I mean, like, that's fair. Yeah, like I like spreading it out because, it. I mean, it happens to me every year and I'm sure it happens to a lot well, of people. Well, let me ask this. What if it's a second this year and a fifth next year? Uh, I would probably rather the second and the fifth trade away i don't know it's it's tricky it's close but the reason i was saying spread them out was because i feel like every year you're like oh just trade away those picks trade away those picks they don't matter but then as soon as you sort of start to scout the players that are available and you see all these guys and it's like now you know guys in every single round it's like oh there's value all across this board we shouldn't have threw away that third round pick last year so uh, we'll, we'll do a, a quick little story time here. Uh, I remember my first year doing the draft. I was all excited. I found all these prospects I liked. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my final mock draft, I ended up trading a bunch and ended up with like 14 picks. I like, had to take all these guys, right? <laughs> yeah. It's important to remember there's a draft next year too. Yeah, There's right. going to be a lot of players you like next year too, trust exactly. me. So if a guy's really that unique, right, he's going in the first round. Yeah. So right. I, totally. I, I would rather go second and fifth. I just... I think that they could probably package a couple of those fourths, move back up into the into, onto day two, and two thirds in this draft. To me, I'll take that if I'm getting Jerry. Like, yeah, okay. Right. Let me let me let me extrapolate this a little bit. Second and a fifth for Jerry Judy, and then you take two of the three fourths you have. You trade those for a third. So now you've essentially traded a second two-fourths and a fifth for Jerry Judy and a third. You know that meme of Charlie Day where he's... Okay, hang on, hang on. So I'll, I'll, one step further. Basically, <laughs> you move down from the second to the third round. Okay. 
you move down from you move down from the second to the third round to get Jerry Judy, and you give up two picks outside the top one hundred and fifty. Sold. That, you get that, that number one wide receiver here; it's over. Like that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with it, at least. Yeah, like I, I, I would rather do it that way. I don't. You start giving up multiple top one hundred picks. I. That's where I start to get a little hesitant. Yeah, I'm with you. So, but I mean, I would love for them to make this happen, right? I mean, it's just it's it's perfect for what they need right now, and it's the blueprints there. And again, I say it all the time on the show, but you look at Josh Allen with Diggs, and you look at um, Tua with. Uh, Tyreek Hill, and you look at Joe Burrow when they draft the chase, and it's like they need these guys. You need that number one guy in yeah. your offense, focal point, and that's what the Patriots need to do this offseason heading into year three. They got to make it happen. It's been rumored. It's been talked about, but it's got to happen because we've, talk- we've talked about the Patriots wide receiver room for years, and right. they've yet to really make that giant splash. Now's the time to do it. Um, yeah. So, so I also... I'm curious about your thoughts, and I've seen this a few times in the chat. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Josh says Ayuk would be his guy. The other thing that came up, which made me think of it too, is that him and Kendrick Bourne played together in San Fran. I don't know how much that's really worth. I mean, money talks in the league. Uh, It's fun to think about guys replaying together again, but uh, thoughts on Ayuk. I mean, I I would love him here, but this is similar to Debo. Why are they trading him? Well, they're trading Ayuk because they're going to have to pay Debo. That's why. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I, um... My thing with him, he hasn't produced on his own. He's been very productive, but he's done that as the third or fourth coverage responsibility because teams are focusing on Debo over him. They're focusing on Kittle over him. They also might be focusing on McCaffrey over him. Like, realistically, what's going to happen when he's got a number one corner with help on him? Can he win that way? Like, I don't think he's a bad receiver, but he really hasn't been tested. He really hasn't yeah. had to win on his own. And he's going to have to do that here. And I just too much of an unknown for me. I'm not saying he can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not taking the risk for what it would cost uh, on the off chance that it turns out he's just a product of playing with a ton of talent in San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's, it, I mean, it's sort of like what I said with uh, Robert Woods. I mean, it's better than nothing. Like I would take Ayuk. I think he's a great wide receiver. Um, right. I would probably rather a guy like Judy or maybe Higgins over him. Um, I ha- do you have a question? But I, I have another one. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, I got one here. Got- I, I want to do this. Two years later, yeah. what grade would you give the 2022 free agent hall of Matt Judon, Jalen Mills, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne? I was already thinking about this as I read it, waiting yeah. for this, so I sort of have an answer for the grade itself. And I'm going to go with a C plus. Yeah, it's fine. I, was, been e- I, I was gonna say B minus. Okay, Judon yeah. because Judon's been excellent. Mills yeah. has been really solid at corner. Uh, John and Hunter Henry and Aguilar have been very bad. They haven't impressed. Uh, but Kendrick Bourne has been solid when he's played. Like Kendrick Bourne this year wasn't a bad football player. It just sort of got away from him with Patricia and that whole thing. It kind of just became a. A whole situation. Yeah. But Kendrick Bourne's a good football player, and he's going to be a damn good football player this year. Henry and Smith, I still want to give them a chance because Henry was good two years ago. This year wasn't great, but nobody on offense was great outside of Ramondre. So, and then John U. Smith, I want to see how they can you know work with him too. So I'm going to say C plus. I still think there's opportunity for uh, Henry and Smith, but I mean Aguilar was not great. Wasn't a great signing. Yeah, I go with B minus because it's been good and bad, but I think more yeah. good than bad. Judon's obviously a hit. Mills, I think, has been more good than bad. I know that he missed some time, but I think he's been good when he's on the field. Hunter Henry's been solid. Honestly, I everybody talks about the tight ends being a bust. Mm-hmm. If Hunter Henry, with the produ- production Hunter Henry gave them in 2021, if he carries that over to 2022, without the whole offense being a mess, like he's a good signing. But I think because Jonu Smith's been such a disaster and we debated this on that, on that we debated that on the show a lot that spring, who would you rather have Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith? I wanted Hunter Henry, by the way, what's up, Um, (laughs) I was cutting up clips, baby. I was on the back end of the YouTube back then. Um, Yeah. I, so I think Hunter Henry, honestly, his legacy gets dragged down by 
uh, uh, like being paired with John U. Smith. Yeah, uh, you know, Bourne's been great. It's kind of like Hunter Henry. He kind of got caught up in the effery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, I have a bunch of words I frankly don't want to say that was the offense last year. Yeah, but I that. think he was a good signing overall. Like at this time last year, that looked like maybe the best wide receiver contract in football. Nelson Aguilar was obviously a dud. So uh, yeah, to go through it. Judon, absolute hit. Uh, Jalen Mills, pretty solid hit. Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, fair what could have been. And then Aguilar and, and Johnny Smith, your misses. If they have another class like that this year, they're going to be in very good shape. They're yeah. going to be in very good shape. Now, can they do it? We'll see. But like if they were to, and, and by class like that, I mean just like the impact. Yeah, you right. look at the the impact that these guys made. They got enough impact players to justify it. Excuse me. If they can get a similar impact from this year's free agency class where they have some money to spend, I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah, and I still, going back to that before we move on, is I still think there's potential with Johnu because I don't think he's a bad football player. Aguilar, I mean, again, it's tough to say they're NFL players, right? They're, nobody's bad, but like, Aguilar Whoa. wasn't good. What? Wow. Ian Rappaport. The Broncos spent today with an intriguing candidate for their vacant defensive coordinator job. Shut up. Matt Patricia. Sources tell me and Tom Palacero, the former Patriots assistant, is in Denver speaking with Sean Payton today. Rex Ryan, Vance Joseph are also top candidates. Good luck. So, all right. Uh, I I saw that in the chat. I I saw that in the chat, and I thought someone was just saying it because I have Rappaport's tweet notifications on. But before... We came on the show. I tweeted something about Odell and Kraft having a picture. So my Twitter went crazy. And so I lost it. And so I didn't have that. And so I'm like, that is crazy. Okay. Hey, look, it's not as an offensive coordinator. No, it's defensive. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Let's pause the the Q&A for a second. Yeah, yeah. We got to react. Break this thing down. That is something. Okay, so... It's not what I was expecting to see. No, we'll read it again. The Broncos spent today with an intriguing candidate for their vacant defensive coordinator job, Matt Patricia. Sources tell Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero, the former Patriots assistant, is in Denver speaking with Sean Payton today. Rex Ryan and Vance Joseph are also top candidates. So obviously, I mean, the Patriots didn't have to... Uh, God, this is nuts. The Patriots didn't have to approve of this. He... Uh, according to multiple reports, is not under contract. So he is free to do whatever he wants. We knew he wasn't going to come back. Um, but he hasn't coached defense as a defensive coordinator since before he got the head coaching job with the Lions. He came back here and was an assistant of sorts upstairs. He coached the offense last year, was abysmal, and now looks to be um, – in conversation to be the Broncos defensive coordinator. I liked Rex Ryan here because I think Rex is a pretty good DC. He also hasn't done the job in a while, but man, I don't know what Sean Payton be doing. If he brought Matt Patricia into that fold, that would be quite the threesome of him, Sean Payton, Rex, uh, Russell Wilson and Matt Patricia. That's for sure. Well, so to be, they are interviewing for defense coordinator, not offense. I know, I know, but I just mean three personalities in there is, uh, is I'm something. Just, I'm just going to go back through this here. The three years Matt Patricia was in De- uh, Detroit, their defensive ranking by year, first to last, 16th, 26th, 32nd. And then if I go to the New England Patriots, when he was the, uh, the DC, so that would have began in 2017. Yeah, there's some pretty good years there, but was not good in Detroit. No, he wasn't. I look, take him, take him. I did not think. Yeah, I, see you later. I, okay, so I thought there was maybe a chance that he would go somewhere <laughs> and get like a linebacker coaching job or like a, right. maybe you know, back to college. Defensive? No, I, I, I not back he's college, always been but, an NFL coach, but yeah. I thought he'd get like a linebacker coaching job, maybe just like general defensive assistant, defensive advisor, something like that. I did not think he was going to jump back into a coordinator job. Now, maybe this is Sean Payton doing another veteran coach a solid and getting his stock back up. 
what exactly I would love to know what Sean Payton saw, especially I, hopefully somebody had Google available and showed him the, the piece done by Andrew Callahan and Karen Gregan. Yeah, seriously. After all that to bring that guy in and say, Hey, maybe he's the guy for a football team. By the way, Broncos defense has been really good. I know they were a joke last year. They've been a top five defense the last like three years. Yeah. Who was their DC last year when they, it, after they I, cleaned house? I, I can't remember. Um, it, but that is, uh, that is something. I mean, what's the benefit? There's real, like, I don't really, I just don't understand the benefit here. Like, I get, it seems like they want to put together, like, a, a powerhouse coaching staff, right? With Sean Payton, and now you have Rex Ryan, who they were they were trying Rex Ryan for DC. Obviously, Patricia's interviewing um, for that job as well. But I mean, if you want to put together a, a, a top tier uh, staff, Matt Patricia's not that. Like, I don't know, Sean that that Denver that that Denver man that is an interesting place. They make some interesting decisions, that's for sure. Extending Russell yeah. Wilson before he plays it down there. Um, Nathaniel Hackett fired after a year. Sean Payton gets a bag. Rex Ryan's getting interviews. Matt Patricia's now getting interviews. I mean, look, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, that was funny, Alex. The way you were like, "Wow!" I was like, "What could this be?" I, I, because I, I just was be? not expecting to see. Yeah, that. yeah, that is okay. Um, so, who would you rather? Broncos country, Alex. let's ride. Yeah, baby. Who would you rather? Let's play would you rather. As your defensive coordinator, if you are the Denver Broncos. Vance would Joseph. You Rex Ryan, Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. Oh, okay. Vance Why? Joseph. Uh, Vance Joseph's done it recently. I think Vance Joseph is a good defensive coordinator. I don't think he's a very good head coach, but I think he's a good defensive coordinator. That's not to say Rex Ryan isn't. He's just been away from the game for a while. Yeah. So that worries me. Uh yeah, I. But Vance Joseph to me is easily the pick from that group. Yeah, I go Rex. Um, I like Rex. I like what he's about as far as he's a players' coach. He he rallies the troops. Uh, he called great defenses with the Ravens, won Super Bowl there. Um, he was a good head coach for a while. He brought the Jets to two AFC Championship games. He fizzled out with uh, with the Bills, and I think he's good on TV. I know Patriots fans don't like Rex that much, but I think he's a good coach. He hasn't been around for a while, so that's kind of iffy, but uh. I mean, it's not Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is definitely not the pick, but uh, he may be gone to Denver. So, By the way, the Patriots break. play the Broncos in Denver next year. Oh, that's too good. That's good stuff. That's fun stuff. Okay, well, we'll wait for that. I guess we can get back to the Q&A. Um, man, so we've reacted to this live on air. We reacted to Gerard Mayo live on yeah. air. So they do it. They do it. Uh, they they want to hear our live reactions, I suppose. All right, I want to find one because somebody asked me about a certain prospect. This guy we haven't talked about. Um, no, I got to go back through everybody reacting to Matt Patricia yeah, here. Um, here, uh, what about B. John Robinson? Okay. Fantastic running back. Love watching him carry the football. Um, my comp for him, who was, I had a really good comp for him. I can't remember who it was. Like, just good downhill Andrew, power back. Andrew James? No. Okay, I thought you said was that yours? on here. No, I, I'm pulling up my stuff now. But I thought yours was Andrew James, but I could be wrong. I don't remember who it was. He's just a good downhill power back. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, they don't, you don't draft running backs that high. That's such a luxury pick. Yeah. If you're drafting a running back who's not going to contribute in the passing game, uh, look, Bijan might go in the first round. He's going to go. In he's the probably top going to. He's going to be the. I, he's going to be the first back off the board. I so mean, I think early, Jameer but. Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs is the best back in this draft. But a lot of people think it's Robinson. Uh-huh. They can't. They can't draft him that high. They have too many needs. Good football player, but way too much of a luxury pick. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, think about the teams that have drafted running backs in the first round lately. It's. The Steelers, they took uh, Najee Harris. The Giants did it with Saquon Barkley. Um, 
But like you said, it's a luxury pick. Teams that pick them, it's either they're one of the best prospects you've ever seen in Saquon or the Steelers who didn't really have a huge need when they took Najee. Um, if I'm the Patriots, I'm not touching Bijan. I think they have that downhill power back already in Ramondre. Um, I would focus on Jameer Gibbs if I'm the Patriots, but they're not going to take him at 14. That's the reach we talked about last week, um, or la- on, on Monday rather. But, I mean, I like Bijan. He's my favorite back in the class. Um, but By the I way, mean, my, comp, I, my comp was Leonard Fournette. Okay, that's that's solid. I mean, my ceiling for him would be like Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah, that's but probably Adrian, the ceiling. Yeah, but my ceiling floors, if you read them, they're I mean, they're kind of rude sometimes because my floor for him is Trent Richardson. Like, well, you, but go, I don't you think, go to the you go to the extremes. Exactly, but I mean, it's that's how you got to think of it. Those are the types of players they are. If they fizzle out, it's Trent Richardson. If he hits his complete ceiling, it's Adrian Peterson. So, but no, he's a good back. I think he's the number one. Yeah. So I, um, I, I, again, I like him, but just not a, not a pick. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, let's see. Why not? Sorry. There is a lot of Matt Patricia reactions in the chat. So we got to fizzle through yeah. these. Um, so I want to bring this up because okay. this was, it wasn't a report. It was an ESPN plus article that came out yesterday and, uh, I apologize, I can't think of who wrote the piece, but they outlined the top 50 free agents and they gave their best fits um, in free agency, basically, what team they would fit well with. And Jawan Taylor, uh, free agent, offensive tackle for the Jaguars, his best fit was New England. Um, There was also the other one for the Patriots' best fit was safety Jordan Poyer from the Bills. So... Bouncing off this question, which is should the Patriots go after Mike McGlinchey or Jawan Taylor for their right tackle, in your opinion? I think McGlinchey's better. I think Jawan Taylor's more likely. Um, I would I would take both of them. I think they need to sign someone in free agency. But I thought Taylor being a fit for the Patriots was interesting in that piece. Um, it sparks the conversation. And uh, someone you didn't, you know, not that you didn't really think about because he's, he's in that sort of tackle class coming up, but... I would I would take McGlinchey over Taylor, but I still think Taylor's a fine option for in free agency. Yeah, either one of these guys is going to be your starting right tackle for the next four right. or five years. You're not going to have to worry about that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally, you know, honestly, I was on McGlinchey to start. The more I watched Taylor, I, I, he not that I thought he was a bad player, but like the gaps really closed for me. Yeah, I just loved what McGlinchey brought as a run blocker. Like, I thought he was such yeah. a major plus as a run blocker. Yeah, he is. Taylor's really well-rounded. He might have some, you know, positional versatility. You might even, if in an emergency, be able to play him at left. So, I'll take either one. I'm good with either one. Yeah. Uh, let's go to this one. Hyatt or Flowers or Addison? This is kind of uh, one of these things is not like the others. No. Flowers no. and Addison, both candidates at 14, both candidates to be the first receiver off the board. Yep. I like Addison better. I just think I he's a little bit more explosive. He's much bigger than Flowers. Like, the side's not as much of an issue. I also think he can play on the boundary in the NFL. Flowers is probably a pure slot at the next level. Jalen Hyatt, to me, is one of the more overhyped players in this draft. And that's not to say he can't be successful, but he's got to go to the right place. I don't think his yeah. bag's is deep. He's Tyquan Thornton. Like, that's the comp for me. He's Tyquan Thornton. He's 6'3", and he runs very fast in a straight line. That's he. That's pretty much it. So yeah. there's certainly use for that in this league, but if we're talking for the Patriots specifically, they really don't need to draft Jalen Hyatt. They already did. I would agree with everything you said. Um, I think Hyatt. Uh, I do it a lot, but high ceiling, low floor. Um, he really only had one good year of production in college, and it was this year, and it was with Hendon Hooker, who was a Heisman candidate. Not saying that he was a a complete product of that system with him and Heupel, but. Uh, I'd be interested to see what he does again in a different system and whatever. So, but again, those two, the two top slot receivers in the class, different, different category than Hyatt. Those first two are going to be first round picks. Hyatt's probably not going to be. Um, we should have a breaking news ticker uh, once things like that happen. Yeah, I just saw that. I used to play like an air raid, uh, an air raid sound off my phone. I don't know why <laughs> I didn't do that. Evan hated that. Um, okay, Mike, here you go. This is your guy, Cam Smith or Joey Porter Jr.? Joey Porter, all day. And nothing against Cam Smith. I think Cam Smith's a, a great prospect. Uh, he's a a uh, 
DBU guy uh, from South Carolina. Yeah. They breed them down there lately. Uh, he's solid, but I think Joey Porter's the best corner in the class. Um, he's long. He makes plays with his length. Uh, ceiling, Richard Sherman, long guy who makes plays, plays with his length. Um, I just think he's the best corner in the class. I think I would be very pleased with Joey Porter at 14. The Patriots always, whenever they win Super Bowls, they have a number one cornerback that they can rely on in the pass game every single down, every single game, every single week. You look at Ty Law, you look at Darrell Rivas, you look at Stephon Gilmore. They've always had that guy, and Joey Porter Jr. ceiling is that guy. So if you can get someone like that at 14, I like it. So I take again, I take him over Cam Smith. What about you? I, w- I would too. I think he's better. I I, yeah. I like Cam Smith as well, but I think Joey Porter's just kind of got that it factor that you're yeah. not seeing with any of these other guys. Um, 100%. It's, it, the, his, his motor's unreal. Yeah, like he's is. he's never going to be outworked on a play. I've never once seen him on work, outworked on a play. Yeah. And I you, you can't help but love that. Right. So, um, all right, who else we got here? Uh, we want Jamal Cam Dean. Newton talk. Oh. You got any thoughts on Cam Newton? Cam Newton. Okay, uh, let's do it. I, I don't have many thoughts on Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton, an awesome person. He was an awesome quarterback with the Panthers. He made life easy-ish for Bill Belichick post-Tom Brady. Uh, he, again, great teammate. Everyone seems to love him. But he's not a great quarterback, and that's okay to admit. Um, he's done. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to come back. I don't think he's going to come back here. Uh, but he had a great career, and that's what I got on Cam Newton. Good dude. He fell off as a football player. Fair enough. Um, what we ta- I said a couple people asking about uh, Zach Cunningham. We talked about Zach Cunningham at the beginning of the show. If you want to go back, uh, we touched on all of those Titans releases. Um, people asking about Jalen Ramsey. A lot of people asking about Jalen Ramsey. I feel like we're I like doing it. this every show now. But I like He's, it. You like? You want to trade for Jalen Ramsey? No, I, I, no, I don't want to trade for him. I think he's going to be a cap casualty. And I think, you know, those F them picks strategy with uh, with McVeigh and uh, what's yeah. his face out there. I, I would take him, but I'm not paying top dollar for him. Look, if he's I don't think he's cap- completely washed like you do. I think he's still a, a quality cornerback. If he's going to be a cap casualty, I'll give him a, a prove it deal to come be a safety. I have not liked him as a corner the last couple of years, and I'm certainly not trading for him. I'm certainly not giving him. I mean, I think you're talking about like $14 million comes on your books for the next three years, not just this year, uh, as he gets ready for his age 29 season. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm out on Jalen Ramsey. There's other corners you can go get. There's better ways to do it. Go get James Bradbury for one year, $10 million. Yeah, Just had a great year. Yeah. Had a great year. You can save some money. I'm good on, I'm good on Jalen Ramsey. Uh, have you watched any Parker Washington, wide receiver from Penn State? Uh, I mean, just what I saw, like watching college football this year. Yeah, yeah I, I like him. He's he's got a little like sneaky explosiveness. Yeah, he is. I kind of put him, like I have him. So we're into the tiers, right? I probably have probably have him there with like, uh, um, who who's the guy from Maryland? Rakim uh, Jarrett from Maryland. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like early day three guys. Like I got him a step below Tank Dell. he's an okay player now i i'll be honest i don't study the penn state guys a ton just because they never ever draft penn state so okay if they go to the pro day like they did last year like last year they were at the pro day was it two years ago no it was last year because they were working closely with Jahan dawson that was a report was there one-on-one that's when like all right now i'm sort of interested but i'll be like i never get my i never get excited about penn state guys he feels like a Jahan Dotson reincarnate a little bit. He's 5'10, so he's a little uh, smaller. He's shifty. Yeah, I don't know. Jahan Dotson to me was much more explosive. Yeah, okay, field, that's fine. Like a better route runner. Like I he's a fine player. Yeah. He's a fine I wonder player, but... I wonder about the if there's any more Penn State connections still with Billy O, or if those are completely washed out by now. Well, no, those would have been because last year I remember when we thought they were gonna sign him, like he coached Allen Robinson at Penn State. Oh yeah. Um there were a couple other guys that he coached or recruited to Penn State. Godwin. No, there's Godwin was the other one, yeah. So if Godwin beca- I don't think Godwin's becoming available. I think it's Mike no. Evans, if anybody. Um, that would be interesting. He did or between Godwin and Allen Robinson, I don't remember. One of them he recruited and coached. 
one of them he just recruited and he like recruited him to Penn State and then left for Houston that spring. Um, Robinson's older, I think. So it would have been it, it would have been Godwin. But yeah, that would be the connection if we're going to start talking about Penn State connections. Um, Charlie Jones is an interesting one. Yeah. Charlie Jones to me is like a carbon copy of Jacoby Myers from like three years ago. Not rookie Jacoby Myers. Like he's a little further ahead because Jacoby had a transition from being a quarterback, but mm-hmm. he's going to go seven yards. He's going to find the hole in the zone. He's going to catch the football. Like that's yeah. his game. Yeah. He's somebody they're definitely going to be interested in. It's going to be really interesting to see what he runs at the combine. Yeah, I agree. Um, I want to go to this question because okay. uh, I've been thinking about it as I read it too, just like the other one. Um, two potential players that are going to have a breakout year with the Patriots. Uh, I am going to say this is potential, so it depends on what happens with free agency, the draft, who they bring in. But I think Kendrick Bourne has a chance for a breakout year. And I think Kyle Duggar has a chance to break out even further. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, I feel like a Kyle Duggar breakout year at this point is an all pro. That, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's his ceiling. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. He's improved every year. He's going to have more responsibility back there with McCordy gone. I know they play different, but um, he'll be every single down like McCordy was, I assume. And he has a chance to really break out and show why he's a top five safety in the NFL. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, it depends on what they do with the room, but if Bourne is your slot guy that you center the offense around, depending on what they bring elsewhere, I'm almost okay with that because we saw what KB brings to the table two years ago, and he's good. He was good in San Francisco. He was good here. He has a chance to be great with Bill O'Brien if they center the offense around him. So I, I, everybody knows I feel about Kendrick Bourne. I'm a huge fan of his, but just for the sake being, uh, of being different here. Sure. Uh, Jake, his first season, that, and I'm not saying James White's going to break out season, but the first season, like they really gave James White uh, the reins as the pass catching back. 60 catches, 551 yards, five touchdowns. If they really go all in on Pierre Strong in that role this year, if it if mm-hmm. they mirror kind of how they develop James White and that's his job and they remove, they move Ramondre back to early downs, uh, I think Pierre Strong's going to have a monster year. I do. So I'm going to say Pierre Strong on offense – I guess it just says two, but we'll do offense defense because it's it's more fun that way. I think Marcus Jones is a breakout year as a corner. I okay. like I you know we know what he can do as a returner. We know he can have fun at, on offense, but if Jonathan Jones leaves, like he's probably your full time slot corner at this point. And I you know seeing him against Devontae Adams, seeing him against DeAndre Hopkins last year, uh, got me excited. So. Yep. I'll go Pierre. I'm going to go with two second year players, two big sophomore, uh, sophomore years, Pierre Strong and Marcus Jones. All right. Um, when is this going to come? Extend to Duggar is the comment. This has yeah. to get done. When's I don't think, happen? I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. And that, there's no inside information in that. Okay. I just think safeties are kind of starting to inch their way towards being one of those luxury positions. The, the, you know, inflation at the, of the contracts at the safety position is well above the rest of the league outside of maybe quarterback. I, unless the Patriots really back up the Brinks truck, I think he's going to want to hit the, hit the open market and see what he's worth. Now that doesn't mean he doesn't come back because the Patriots will pay a premium in the secondary. I think they clearly like him. It could be one of those things where it's, Go out, see what your market is, come back to us. We'll try to match it. I just, his market's going to be insane. And they're going to have to really pay him to get him to pass up on that. And if you're going to have to pay him a ton anyway, why do it early, right? Why not wait and see what happens? So I think Owen Wenu is the most likely for an extension, right? The three guys this offseason are Duggar, Owen Wenu, and Josh Uche. Josh Uche's situation is fascinating, because I agree, he has like half a good season under his belt, but he was one of the best pass rushers in football. He's a top five pass rusher yeah. for that half season. So if you're the Patriots, can you get him early at cost? And you hope that those, you know, 10 games were who he really is now. And now, boom, you've got a top five, top 10 pass rusher well under market. But does Josh but are you also just buying it? high? Yeah. <laughs> right. But or or right. Are you risking that? Or does right. Josh Uche look at it and say, I had those great games. I'm going to cash in now. Or does he bet on himself? Because if he puts together a full season of that production, he's going to be a top he's 10 free agent money wise. Yeah. So right. 
that one's fascinating to me. My guess is Uche bets on himself. Just yeah, he seems like the kind agree. of guy that would do that. And I don't think the Patriots are necessarily going to pay for what it would take to keep him off the market. His situation's fascinating. Duggar, I think, is just too good. He's going to hit the market. And on one who I could see, on one who I could see, because you're going to get, ideally, hopefully, draft one tackle. So you have one guy you know for four years on a team-friendly deal. See what you pay the other tackle. But if you can make it work, you have Cole Strange on a rookie deal. You get on one who's set. Now, boom, your offensive line. You see what happens with David Andrews. Would he retire? Right. But for the most point, for the most part, your offensive line's set for the next couple of years. You can feel very comfortable with that. So um, I don't think like an own when extension for me or any of these extensions, really, I don't think happen until after the draft, honestly, right. probably like after OTAs. Yeah, I would agree. But like if we find out heading into camp, hey, Michael and when signed an extension, that would make a ton of sense to me. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, let's close. Uh, unless Hang you on, can we more? bring this one up. Yeah, because yeah. I just saw this. Chris Smith from Georgia is a perfect compliment to Kyle Duggar. I've seen nobody talk about Chris Smith. I don't know why. I love this kid out of Georgia. Uh, yeah. Had a great senior bowl. I say this all the time. There's so few free safeties left, like, like coming into the league now. So many guys play, play combo safety, if mm-hmm. not fully box. Chris Smith's a true free safety. He's got tremendous athletics, uh, at, tremendous athleticism, tremendous instincts. Obviously comes from a pedigree program, a program the Patriots like. Yep. We've talked a lot about Trey Dean, you know, on day two, maybe early on day three. Jordan Battle uh, on, yeah. on day two, on day three. We know they like Alabama. But I, we've left Chris Smith out of the conversation. I don't think yeah. that's right. This is a guy that could totally step into the Devin McCourty role. So I was going to say. Seen, gonna, I haven't seen him talk about it a ton, right. so I'm glad I'm not the only one who's aware of him. Thanks for the comment, Jim. Yeah, it's going to depend on um, – McCordy, right? I think. I mean, I, not really, because you can still bring in a guy, bring in a guy, um, and play him behind McCordy for a year. But if McCordy's gone, I would see, I could see Smith coming in for sure. Um, so what I wanted to close out with, Alex, is this one. Um, yeah, because we play the uh, let's do what the let's talk about what the Patriots are going to do, not what we're yeah. going to do. But let's close out with this in a fantasy world where you are the GM. What's your dream off season? You go first. Well, mine is, uh, I've already written it. It's about 5,000 words long, and it's up on 98.5thesportsup.com. It's my pinned tweet if if you want to check it out, my 10-point plan for the offseason. But basically, um, re-sign, in no particular order, Jabril Peppers, Joe Cardona, one of Mac Wilson and Raekwon McMillan, uh, Connor McDermott, I guess they already did, I had a couple other guys in there. Damien Harris, if he'll t- take a team-friendly contract. In free agency, get a starting right tackle. Get a veteran corner who's over six foot one. So that could be James Bradbury. That could be Jamel Dean. That could be a number of guys. Add a veteran pass catching back. Um, add, uh, add a couple other positions in there as well. In the draft. Uh, um, and then trade for, trade for Jerry Judy. And then in the draft, first round pick. Get a starting left tackle. And then with the rest of the picks, draft a big corner, draft a pass catching back, draft an athletic linebacker, draft a free safety. And I think that was pretty much it. I don't know. I might have missed some stuff. 985sportsup.com or at Real Alex Barth on Twitter. You can find it. It's my pinned tweet. Yeah. Um, I spent like a week writing that thing. I went uh, pretty in depth. Oh, and extend one of Kyle Duggar, Mike Onwenu, or Josh Uche. That was actually on my list. Mine was going to be first things first. I mean, it's not going to happen first, but you got to extend Duggar. Um, I'm I'm doing this as we go, so I would love to trade for T. Higgins, but then I can't draft Joey Porter Jr., um, so that kind of tumbles on top of itself. So let's go trade for Jerry Duty, draft Joey Porter with the fir- with uh, your first overall pick, draft Amir Gibbs with the second pick, uh, 46. You let Harris walk, re-sign Duggar. Um, you sign Jawan Taylor. You then draft a later round tackle and yeah, I like that. So what uh-huh. we just did is trade, you trade for Judy, you lock up the wide receiver, you draft uh, Joey Porter jr. At 14, you lock up your corner, you sign a tackle in free agency, 
You then draft Jameer Gibbs because he just worked with Bill O'Brien. You can then let Damian Harris walk, and you have a one-two punch in the backfield. Uh, and then, yeah, you re-sign Duggar, and you sign Jawan Taylor. So that's that's what we got. So that's going to do it for us, everybody. Uh, we got some breaking news on the show again. Yeah. Uh, let's let's run that back quick because the Denver Broncos have interviewed Matt Patricia for their vacant defensive coordinator job. So uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty more on that. So you can follow the both of us on Twitter at Real Alex Barth at Mike Cadlick. Read us both on 985 The Sports Hub for Alex and CLNSmedia.com for myself. We will be back next week. Uh, we're working on some guests coming down the pike. So. Uh, be sure to keep those tweet notifications on. Make sure to keep uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, again, we'll be back next week, so make sure uh, until then, follow us, read us, and uh, keep up with us. So thanks for watching, and we will see you guys next week.